Hello and a warm welcome to The Lancet Podcast. I'm Richard Lane on Friday, September the 26th. The election of a new United States president is only a matter of weeks away, so in this week's podcast I'm going to be talking to my colleague and North American senior editor, Faith McClellan, to discuss what the two presidential candidates are saying, or maybe not saying, about healthcare issues. Just before that, a few other content highlights to mention. There's a really interesting read in the World Report section this week. This is looking at rabies as it is or was, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, World Rabies Day on September the 28th. And whilst rabies may seem alien to many of us, in some countries, particularly in parts of India and Pakistan, and where it's less reported in sub-Saharan Africa, it remains a real problem. Also to mention briefly some research a lot of which has been published online. We published two cardiology studies that were published online to coincide with the European Society of Cardiology meeting in Berlin at the beginning of the month. One of the studies is a non-inferiority randomized trial about stenting, comparing bilumis eluting stents with sirolimus eluting stents. We also published a cardiology study previously published online looking at the efficacy of the angiotensin receptor blocker Talmasatan on cardiovascular events in high-risk patients who are intolerant to ACE inhibitors. We also published a study from India showing how a community-based package of behavioral changes made in the run-up to birth can substantially reduce neonatal mortality. But back to our main feature this week, and that's the looming US presidential election. I'm joined on the line by our North American senior editor, Dr. Faith McClellan. Faith, the long leader this week is taking a close look at the healthcare policies, such as they are, of the two US presidential candidates. Before we compare and contrast the little we know about what the candidates are saying on healthcare, can you just remind us about the main principle or maxim behind the US healthcare system? This is to do with an employer-based system, isn't it? That's correct. In the United States, the main system of health insurance we have is offered by your employer if you're lucky. The general principle is that if you have a job, and it, generally speaking it has to be a full-time job, your employer may offer you some form of health insurance coverage to which you contribute part, and if you're also quite lucky, the employer contributes part. In some cases, however, the employer uh, doesn't help you pay for the coverage, so it can get quite expensive, although most plans that are employer-based are, in fact, more affordable than those plans that are what we call non-group. And clearly, the issue of healthcare coverage is remains a real live issue in the United States. Am I right in saying that around 45 million Americans don't have any coverage? Somewhere between 40 and 42 are the numbers that I've heard most recently. That's correct. And in terms of what the two presidential candidates are proffering, there are differences, aren't there, in what they're saying, but neither of them are coming up with a plan for universal coverage, are they? Senator Obama has not put forth a plan for universal coverage, and that, in fact, was the keystone of Senator Clinton's plan, uh, both when she was in the White House and when she was a candidate for president this year. Mr. Obama's plan would provide one mandate for coverage, and that is for children. That's about as close as he gets to the universal coverage. Senator McCain, on the other hand, wants to expand the options for private insurance, and this is very much in line with the kind of Republican belief in, in free markets, although um, this week I say the free market idea might have taken a little bit of a hit, but um, that's kind of the line in the sand, is uh, more coverage uh, that's government-sponsored on the Obama side and more coverage that is still in the private system on the McCain side. I think it's worth pointing out, isn't it, that 
what we know about what the candidates are saying is kind of based a little bit on bits of information here and there. They haven't published hard, set-in-stone manifesto promises, have they? That's correct, because U.S. presidential campaigns are pretty much run in broad strokes. Nobody's going to win an election by giving out a million-point plan about health care reform, although obviously their teams are working very hard on uh, the details of those plans. So what we do know about the plans has been mainly gleaned from speeches they've given and some policy points on their websites, but neither neither candidate has put out a very, very detailed plan that can be critiqued uh, as deeply as it would need to be before it's put before the electorate. And returning to the long editorial, there's a fairly damning bottom line, isn't there? Do you want to just uh, go through that? Well, sadly enough, I mean, neither one of these plans is going to come anywhere close to solving the crisis uh, in American health care, in my view. The mandate of Senator Obama for children to be covered, there's a great loophole in it because the parents will either be required to buy private coverage for their children or they'll have to uh, enter into a government-sponsored program. But you have to qualify for the government-sponsored programs. So, for example, there's a program in Florida that's supposed to cover people who get caught, you know, who fall between the cracks of these kinds of uh, programs. It's a state-funded and possibly even federally mandated program. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but what I do know about it is it's been closed to new applicants for 17 years. So that kind of thing is kind of like putting a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. But anyway, the bottom line is, yes, neither one of the plans is really going to solve the problem. They're both unbelievably expensive. Senator Obama's is even more expensive than Senator McCain's, according to the calculations that economists have been able to make. So what I wrote in the editorial, and I stand by as candidates, back to the drawing board, this is not it. And finally, Faith, how big an issue is healthcare going to be between now and November? From the Democratic side, polls have shown consistently in this campaign cycle that it's the number one domestic issue. However, in recent days with the meltdown of Wall Street, I think that priorities are shifting a bit. We're in a real, real economic crisis here. This is, of course, tied into the economic crisis, and I think the smart candidate will make those connections and remind people that health care costs and the total health of the economy are really intricately related. Faith, great to talk to you again. Thanks very much. Thank you. Faith McClellan concluding this week's podcast. Much more next week. Thanks for listening.